The Ryla Cast, the official podcast. I kind of dipped into announcer voice there for a second. The I really like it. Podcast. Uh, the official podcast of Camp Ryla District 5810. Uh, the dumb voice you hear right now is Greg Tepper. Sitting to my right, the real, I mean, the real MVP. Never a dumb voice. The real MVP. The man they call Josie. It's Andrew Utz. What's up, Josie? Uh, not too much, Greg. How about with you? Uh, I was very robotic. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, we're just we're playing with voices right now. I guess I don't know. Um, we are. Uh, thank you for for listening to this podcast. We appreciate you downloading it. We appreciate you rating it. We appreciate you telling your friends. Um, maybe send up smoke signals. Tell people that you really like that. Do people do smoke signals anymore? Uh, if do people they do. send telegrams? No. Do people send singing telegrams? Mm, yes. If you would like to send a singing telegram to this podcast, uh, get in touch with Josie. He will yeah. find a way. I don't like it's like there's still got to be like one person making a living doing singing telegrams, right? Oh yeah. But they're probably really busy around Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. But What's uh, the uh, uh what's your what's your go-to Valentine's Day move? Oh man, this is this is very telling. I'm going to Oh no. <laughs> oh no, buddy. Did I just did I just walk you into a bear trap? No, I mean maybe a bear trap, but my go-to move is is tell my wife i love her very much and mm. we will go to dinner at a time of her choosing mm. um but yeah that that's one thing that we we haven't really bought into the or i've fallen for that we haven't bought into that's what it is valentine's day you're a lucky man because <laughs> valentine's day is my wife's number one ranked holiday. Oh, man. Oh, it's her number one. Now, part of it is that I think her birthday's not, I think. I know her birthday's in February. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that has something to do with it. Like, it's the proximity effect yeah. um, of that. And so, um, yeah, my favorite holiday, of course, is Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving is the king of holidays. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I thought you were going to plug that your favorite holiday was Valentine's Day after that lead-in. But you, No, absolutely you, you not. No, off. no, you got to zig when they zag, baby. That's right, but yeah. I'm team Thanksgiving as well. Of course, Thanksgiving's great. Okay, uh, this is the RylaCast. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. I'm sure I already said that. We have a very special guest coming up in the second half, uh, second segment of the show. Yes. We'll be joined by probably, I don't know, I like, I, like all the people I talk to at Ryla um, are fascinating, and all of them... Um, I, I really enjoy talking to. I don't know if I love talking to anybody more than I love talking to Lauren Whiteman. I know I do not love any love talking to anybody more than Lauren Whiteman. Like she is hilarious and she is like super thoughtful and I'm very excited about having her on the podcast. Yes. That'll be very good. And I hope we've now built that up enough that uh, <laughs> that, that she'll I hope she's listening to this and she's blushing. That's, yes. That's the number one goal. She's probably shaking her head She's like, in the oh, know. those boys. Those boys. Okay. Uh, but we let Whiteman choose the theme of this podcast. And today's theme, Josie, is values. Values. And I, this is 100% true. I texted Whiteman asking her for the, for the word, and she goes, man, you guys came up with a good list of words. I'm like, yes, we did. <laughs> One of the things that we're very good at is coming up with a list of vaguely inspiring words. <laughs> And she goes, let's go with values. And she said it in a way that she she thought she was going to be like, all right, dumb, dumb. <laughs> let's see you work with this. Uh, but values, I think, has, has is, is a very interesting topic. And so I'm in charge in this episode of something uh, to think about. And so 
you, as you'll you'll uh, hear with uh, Lauren Whiteman coming up here in just a little bit, uh, she talks a lot about how your values kind of define what you're more importantly like what you're willing to go to the mat for, right? Like what you're willing to fight for. Um, are are kind of a, you need a firm grasp on what your values are. Um, I found kind of looking through the internet a series of tubes um, invented by Al Gore, and I found a. So, uh, I found something from a, a, a professor, a professor, ah. uh, Harry Kramer. He is at uh, the Kellogg School of Management in at Northwestern. Delicious cereal. <sighs> There's a school of business at Carnegie Mellon that's the Tepper School of Business. <gasps> I don't know if I necessarily need to tell people that, but it's true. So every once in a while, because my Twitter handle is at Tepper, I get a bunch of tweets nice. for, for the Tepper School of Business, which is weird. Anyway, yeah. he has a uh, he has a, a, a an interesting piece up here about values based leadership. Values based leadership: how to be a leader uh, while maintaining your uh, your values, and how to how to make sure that your values are what is guiding the kind of leader that you are. And he has four steps, Whoa, geez, four principles rather, for values based leadership. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Presenting. Thank you. One, self-reflection. And I think that that's, that's obviously kind of the first point of it is that you have to look at yourself and you have to say, okay, um, it, I have to know who I am before I can lead anybody. Like, and before I can understand, for me, what is important to me, I have to understand who I am and why these things are important. I think it's easy to say, oh, well, it's important to treat people with kindness, right? That's something that's easy to say. But if you don't know why... The, that's why your your values as opposed to why that's a value of yours as opposed to it's just something I think is nice you yeah. know then it's then you're not gonna you're not that's not gonna have any weight behind it it's mm-hmm. not then when the time comes that you're going to have to choose between that quote unquote value and the easier route or the more convenient route or the uh, you know the thing that might make you uh, more successful you're gonna abandon that really quickly so knowing yourself is, is I think the, the first First part of that self-reflection. Second one, a balanced perspective. Um, I think that, that one of the things is that you can have values, but that doesn't mean that you stop listening to other people. And that doesn't mean that you stop understanding that other people are going to have different a different set of values. You, Josie, yes. might value something high, more highly than I do. Um, being a leader, I think is about understanding this is where my values are, this is where your values are. We need to come together and make sure we have balance in this so that we both feel like we are getting, uh, we are treating this situation as appropriately as we should. And so uh, a balanced perspective um, is is on is his second uh, val- uh, value uh, for values-based leadership, principle rather, for values-based leadership. The third, and this one's tough, I think, Hit me with it. This one's tough, and that is true self-confidence. Okay. Okay. True self-confidence because um, it, it, it may seem like there is uh, a clear difference between true self-confidence and no self-confidence. Boy, howdy, I will tell you that for a long, long, long time, I was in the camp of fake it till you make it confidence. Yes. Right? 
where it's like, oh, I'm going to act confident. And if I act confident, people won't call me on it. Sign me up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But that's – and I think that is rampant. I think Mm -hmm. that is something that everyone goes through is – Saying, okay, I'm not actually confident in myself. I'm not actually convicted in my values. I'm not actually convicted in my beliefs. But until you have that kind of true self-confidence, then again, the weight behind your values is not going to be there. And instead, you're going to, you know, if, if, you, don't be- if you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe, uh, and you don't believe that what you, be- you don't believe that what you think has merit or what you think is important, then ultimately you're going to fall flat. And that's something that I think is, is something a lot of people struggle with is the difference between true self-confidence and no self-confidence because, the, because I, I feel like fake self-confidence is a lot closer to no self-confidence than it is true self-confidence. Does that uh, make sense? That, that does make sense. Right? Uh, that's that's in, in my opinion. Um, you just, it's, it's just kind of hidden behind a facade of a lack of conviction. Well, and, it, and it brings to to mind that you know putting on we talk about a camp putting on a mask and yes. that in and of itself is a sort of mask absolutely for mm-hmm. sure and number four in uh this is uh, harry kramer's uh four principles of values-based leadership is genuine humility genuine humility and that is kind of i think the yang to the uh, yin of true self-confidence is that once you kind of have that kind of self-confidence and you believe, oh, I, I understand what I believe. I understand what's important to me and I'm willing to fight for those things, for that values, for those values. I think then a truly humble leader is sensitive to the fact that you've had the success, but that doesn't mean you stop connecting with other people and that doesn't mean you stop um, you stop, you know, listening to other people. That doesn't mean that you stop. That doesn't mean that you start believing you have all the answers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, I think that kind of going back to that to to the kind of mask thing is that let's say you take off the mask, and that's great. That's a super positive thing. That doesn't mean that you can go around. That that doesn't mean that once you do that that the mask is gone forever. That doesn't mean that you have all the answers. And it means that in a lot of ways, it, the onus is now more on you to find those compromises with people who may have different values than you. Um, I think that, that when you look at those four things together, when, when you put it all together, what you have is the picture of somebody who understands what's important to them, but also doesn't uh, understands, understands what's important to them, believes it with conviction, but is also not rigid enough or so rigid that they're unbending in those things and that they are not willing to listen to other people who do not share those same values. Obviously, there are some exceptions. If somebody has truly abhorrent values, I don't believe you truly have to go and, and, and listen to them. Right. There's a line. But I think that in, in a lot of ways, when you take those four things, you have the picture of a convicted leader who understands what's important to them but is also willing to listen and willing to be humble enough to accept um, the kind of the kind of advice and the kind of counsel that you will need in order to be the best possible leader you can be. Does that uh, make sense? It does make sense. It's less of a king of the hill yes, type mentality. Absolutely. And and to me, that is like understanding what's important to you is obviously great. Mm-hmm. But you've got to understand why you why you believe that. 
and you've also got to understand and, and kind of having kind of going back to another thing we were talking about is empathy, understanding how other people can come to different conclusions and working through that, knowing full well that you are not, you know, knowing full well that if you if a value is a true value, mm-hmm. you're not willing to, you know, give up on that and you're willing to, to fight for that with with whatever is, is necessary. Right. Cool. Very cool. Great. Good. I'm done talking. Let's listen to somebody else talk. Okay. Here's Lauren Whiteman, our conversation with Lauren Whiteman coming up on the Rallycast. Hello, Josie. Hello. Uh, I was thinking that as much as I like hearing you talk, and I know as much as you enjoy. I really enjoy hearing you talk. Thanks, man. But I figure we should bring in an actual... Smart person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't sure where you were going. <laughs> and I, is that that fair? That is that is uh, very fair. Ladies actually. and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one, the only. I mean that very sincerely. The, the one yes. and the only, Lauren Whiteman. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys. So this is an actual podcast host here. <laughs> Like, no. yeah. okay, <laughs> I have heard you on podcasts, though. I have been yeah, on Yeah, multiple, podcasts. multiple. Well, I'll say this. I do have uh, a podcast coming. <gasps> what? A group. Yeah, this is, it's, uh, yeah, this, this is, is news. This is I don't think we've announced it. It is. So it's a, a group of my sorority sisters. We are doing a podcast. Um, subscribe. So, yeah, so subscribe. not quite. Not quite a podcast host. So it's a you, podcast doer on occasion. A podcast doer. <laughs> Until like that's a next good, week. That's a good way to – I'm going to start describing myself just like a, a life doer. Um, <laughs> so if you like this very small snippet of what Lauren Whiteman has to say, then find that podcast and make sure you go and listen. Or don't, maybe? Maybe. Or don't. <laughs> All right. Maybe don't. Lauren Whiteman's here. Um <laughs> Whiteman, let's let's start as we always do, uh, asking you to recount for us in whatever way you feel necessary, whether it's just telling us, whether it's singing. Mm. Okay, that would be uh, you first. Will you stop? We're trying to get people to sing their story. <laughs> many pe- many people have sung their story. Many but people. However, <laughs> many people are saying. Uh, so if you uh, if you would just recount for us your Ryla story. Yeah, um, I first heard about Ryla in 2000, must have been 2004. Jeff Egger and another person from our high school had gone and came back and were talking about it um, over the summer as we were doing our summertime athletics prep or whatever. So very small school, so everybody had practice at the same time. So we saw each other year-round because – Volleyball practice, cheerleading practice, football practice, everybody was there. Um, And so talking about it like that is how I got familiar with it. In 2004, I was a freshman in high school. And then over the next few years, I saw people going. And then in 2007, yeah, had to be 2007, um, I applied. After, hold on, let's backtrack a little (laughs) bit. So before I applied, um, or around the time I applied, I ended up doing Rotary's four-way test for speech competition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, my vision, my, I mean, I say my vision because that's, you know, that has connotations with that. My eyesight is very bad. 
Mm-hmm. Like if I don't have contacts in or my glasses on and I stick my hand out, I can't see my fingernails. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yes. And so I also have a bad habit of sleeping in my contacts. So I, I, we have exited the highway yeah. and yeah. we are somewhere and I don't know where we're going. We're going to loop back. So I sleep in my contacts. I have allergies. I'm rubbing my eyes. I ended up scratching both of my corneas. Oh, oh. my. Yeah. It, it sounds bad, worse than it is. It doesn't hurt. You just can't see. And so. Oh, is that all? <laughs> oh, okay. well, never mind. Hey, Josie, scratch my cornea, please. <laughs> it won't hurt. Oh, great. Yeah. So I couldn't, I, I couldn't see with my contacts. And so. My glasses prescription had expired like by a couple years because with insurance, typically you get one or the other. And so the comp- the speech competition came up around the time that I had scratched my corneas. So I was trying to give this speech that I couldn't really read but also hadn't memorized in this ro- rotary meeting for Dallas Trinity, <clears throat> knowing that I was trying to go to to camp Uh and i was like oh they're never gonna pick me now and then um i got i don't know if i got lucky but it worked out because um i ended up applying and getting picked um small follow-up before you continue is there video of this speech (laughs) i I hope not because i I would pay a significant sum of the camp budget to acquire that (laughs) i'm I'm making a note thank you i wasn't even uh speaking and stuff back then that's that was a weird it was terrible I (laughs) i didn't know what i was talking about i was all over the place i did not win Mm. Um, at all but in the end in the end i won mm. we won um, oh that makes me feel so good we you're won a, in you're the a gym <laughs> are we calling you josie on here we calling you andrew oh yeah uh, okay. i call him josie it's okay I, just, gym, josie. I can't like okay whatever, I, I just don't appreciate you just like making me feel feel like the jerk because you're just like oh white men <laughs> i i'm I'm in awe right you're now. So, I, you're so, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Go okay, on. Well, it was, really, and, let's and, let her finish her story, and then you and I will have this out later, sir. So, um, so yeah, so I interviewed, and it worked out, and I was interviewed by one Mark Healy. Me you know Mark. I did not know who he was at the time outside of some Rotarian. I think I was halfway through camp when I realized he was the camp director. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been talking to him the whole week. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good to see you again. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that counselor's all over the place. Well, yeah, I, I, I knew I knew he was working at camp, but I didn't know he was like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever introductory thing was happening where he announced who he was, I wasn't paying attention, clearly. <laughs> um, but I've bounced back since then. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Yeah, and then I've been at camp all but two years since 2007. Um, me being in grad school kind of made it difficult for me to come two years, but I'm back. Hopefully back again. When do they? Well, well, I'll ask that off, offline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we. Uh... I'm back, tentatively. <laughs> um, Someone somewhere has a has a has a list, and they're going. Mm. They're looking at your name. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, they'll they'll probably listen to the other podcast you're on, and then make a. It's a uh... good point. Yeah, exactly. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to those, just remember I'm a Peter Tomas winner. <laughs> Don't let anything else sway you. <laughs> That's the number one thing. <laughs> All right. Um, so what do you do now? Oh, goodness. So uh, I started introducing myself as a writer because that's what I'm trying to move into, a writer and content creator. 
and trainer. Um, but my bills get paid by being an educator <laughs> <laughs> at the University of North Texas. Um, I work in the multicultural center there. Uh, and I run programs that are geared toward retaining and supporting primarily male students of color, but also gender-based initiatives in general. I will tell the, a, a very brief Lauren Whiteman story. Okay. The, the first time that I knew that Lauren Whiteman was for real was, I don't remember how I heard it. I, I guess it must have been like an introduction to like when we were introducing stuff. And it was like, say something interesting about yourself. And you said that you were teaching a class based around Kendrick Lamar's damn album. Uh (laughs) And I was like, oh, oh, I need to find her. (laughs) Sign me up. That's, that's, I want to take that class. Uh, So then what, how would you say, if at all, Mm -hmm. you take the things that you took, that you learned at camp and the things that you get from being involved with the Ryla program and use them in your, in your life now as an adult? Scare quotes. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, adulting is, is weird. <laughs> but, um, man, I use it all the time. I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, uh, and I'm pretty vocal about the fact that Ryla is, probably plays 60, 70% of a role in who I am. Mm. Um, and my progression and my growth over the years, most definitely. So everything from uh, voicing opinions in groups knowing when to fall back if i'm working on a project it's me being the person that had this idea really isn't that serious somebody else can take the lead on this um delegating tasks or making sure other people's voices come to the table working with teams small teams large teams you know at camp we have a very large team um and we know that certain people have certain skill sets and certain people um do well in certain places and knowing when to work that out and and knowing how to handle it if maybe you don't get the role that you always want or that you want at that particular time. So all of those things, very practical skills, but just in general, um, making sure that you're being mindful of, making sure that I'm being mindful of things that are bigger than whatever I feel like I have going on at the time, mostly. Mm -hmm. I try to make sure everything goes back to that. Sometimes I do that well. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes we Sometimes. all do something. <laughs> well, yeah. mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, what word did you choose as your focal point for this podcast? Um, I chose values. Well, mm. that's it. Chose <laughs> values. Well, that'll do it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, please tell us about that. Yeah. So, I think um, one thing that I'm very big on is being. Uh, as authentic as possible. And we know that sometimes that is uh, easier said than done. Uh, I gave a, a presentation once where I, it was Kanye West based actually, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you, I told this you, this is, is why white yeah. men get along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was doing this, I was presenting at a conference in Philly in last March and I was doing this presentation and I said that authenticity for adults is largely your ability to be balancing your ability to be yourself with your need to pay your bills. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, kids, college students, high school students that are applying, whoever's listening to this, take advantage of the times you're able to be authentic and don't have to worry about if you, your light bill is going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause those days come, but I think, um, it's a lot of, yeah, they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, it's, I think, um, 
it's important to make sure you know what matters to you. And I think that's where values come in. And so I know there are certain things that I'm willing to go to bat for. And I'm willing to risk a lot of things for. And there's some things that I'm just not. And for me, that goes back to what I value, what I believe in, and being true to those things. Because I think that, you know, you mentioned an interesting point is, is there are things you're willing to go to bat for? Absolutely. But the, the other part, where there are things you're not. And I feel like one thing I hear from campers and, and just from young, young folks – Young folks, my God, I'm 170 <laughs> years old. Um, is people who want to fight every battle. Oh, yeah. I used to like, be like that. You know? I think, I think all of us, I think everyone has a moment or a, a time in their life where they're like, I am going to fight every single battle. And I feel like, this is just me, I feel like value, like, like determining what your values are, are a way of, of just kind of knowing how much energy you have. Yes. Physical energy, mental energy, emotional energy, all of that, and being able to put that in a place that is, like, useful and something that you are willing to, to, to actually fight for, as opposed to just saying, well, this, this makes me angry. I am going to go and do something about correct. it. Correct. sometimes it's just, it's just that juice just ain't worth that squeeze. You, <laughs> correct. I'm going to start saying that. Um, you, we have a very limited amount of energy, right? Like, it's not like air. It's out there, right? You get tired and you just can't do it. You burn out. And that's a dangerous space to be. And so, yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I think there are just like there are some battles I'm willing to go to go to bat for and risk it all for. I think there are others where I'm willing to fight for, but not willing to take the lead on. And that's not always a very popular thing either, mm-hmm. but I'm prepared to support a lot of causes. Um, and sometimes that's a, it sounds pretty passive, but it's just certain things. It's only so many things I can give my energy to. Uh, it's just facts. Do you have one more question? Uh, or do you have – or just the one we always end on? Because I have one more question. No, no, you go while I okay. still think about it. That's fine. Um, I want to talk about your – I want to talk about the fact that you are, among your many talents, okay. you can see her TED Talk on, on YouTube. Oh, wow. You can, <laughs> you can. Um, you, there's, there's a lot, you've on many podcasts, you write for, what's the website you write for? I write for goodculture.life. Goodculture.life. If you want to check that out. Um, Not always suitable for work. You are <laughs> the number, in my mind, the mm. world's number one ranked IG story. <laughs> oh. Your Instagram story, it's at, it's at, it's me, Whiteman. I'm on private right now. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, but if, you, if you're a Rila person, you'll, you'll ask. Yeah. Right? yeah, send me a request. Yeah. And send me a message you'll saying vet, who you are. Your, team will you'll vet you. your Instagram, I, I think your Instagram stories are my favorite television show. <laughs> it is, uh, are you? I'm, I'm, I'm expanding it to all social media. Yeah. Football season tweets. I mean, football season oh, tweets. Oh, boy. If you want to see an OU meltdown on a oh, Saturday. Oh, my gosh. I, I feel like I was with you at the game whenever I'd watch those, and my I'm exhausted. My team stresses me every fall. Every fall, they stress your, me. Your team is Oklahoma, by the way. University of Oklahoma. Yes. They stress me every fall. It is amazing. <laughs> As just a neutral observer, yes. <laughs> who doesn't actually care if Oklahoma wins? All- Wait, I- I Josie said high- yes, like he's a neutral observer because he's not. No, you're not. I mean, for the well, most you part, you are up until November. <sighs> yeah, when uh, <laughs> when Clemson and OU when it's when it's here we go again. Right, yeah, exactly. Which I I try to be, um, I, you know, I try to be as as fair because I know I know 
you know, nobody likes that fan that's just, hey, my team's great. Because like sports go, there's going to be a time when your team is not so great. Tell I'm me sorry. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I try to balance that friendship with like, would I like Lauren Whiteman to talk to me ever again? Yeah. I mean, I did the same thing after the newness of going to a big school. Because Tyler Street, I, I went to Tyler Street. It's a very small, um, super small school. So once I, the newness of going to a big school with a big name team wore off, like I, I didn't troll Slime and Majid about <laughs> <laughs> about Texas sports anymore. It's not that big of a Man. deal. I have just, I yeah, I there again, much like the values thing. Um, there was a moment where I definitely wanted to talk a lot of mess about sports, but then that clap back. Is so strong. Mm. If you are talking a big game about sports and then it does not go the way that you would prefer, there are few things, few things worse. Yes, it true in the for OU OU Texas weekend, OU Black alumni and Black Texas exes throw a joint watch party for scholarships. Oh, by the way. That was when the Instagram story was maybe at its hottest. Oh, oh yes. It was a full meltdown oh. in a sea oh. of Texans, Texas fans, and sad oh, and angry OU ones. And we almost had a comeback. It, uh, it was terrible. Anyway. I'm, I'm signed up for that roller coaster every uh, it is, day. It is. <laughs> It is the it is the it is the social media thrill ride you didn't know you needed. But and you do. and I, I will say that sometimes I'll come home and I haven't been on my phone all day, and Joni, my wife, will say, "Have you seen Whiteman's story?" <laughs> it I is love anyway. Joni. Anyway, so uh, re- request request at it's me Whiteman on on Instagram and, yes. and get get on this. Sh- it's 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 the internet's Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, I do a Game of Thrones live tweet too. Oh, that's right. Oh, you are. That's in the true. Friends. Yes, I, I did enjoy Team the, Night uh, King. I don't. Sh- yep. That's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Greg's like, yep. That sounds he's, good. He's, he's the guy who comes at night. <laughs> I'm really into. Really into Game of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> so, uh, do you have something you'd like to plug? Uh, mm. Could be movie, your TED Talk, your Instagram. Mm. The TED Talk is called, by the way, uh, uh, Prophetic uh, Stories of Freedom, Connecting Hip-Hop and Higher Education by Lauren Whiteman. That is my TED Talk. Um, if I'm plugging, I mean, I do some cool things. Um, I'm launching a consulting company. Ooh. Yeah. So I am working on providing written and content services to people and brands and things like that. Um, cause sometimes you look at people's about pages and you just think, ah, let me help you with this. Will you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you go to my website? Will you check my about page and tell me if it's okay? Yeah, send me a link. Okay, I will. <laughs> I can do that. Um, I've done a few about pages and bios. I've done some press stuff for people. So yeah, doing it, might as well make some money off of it. So, uh, I don't have a name for it yet. Let's be transparent, okay. but it's coming. Um, Right now, you can find me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. Until the name comes. <laughs> um, and one more thing before we go. Uh, what's your thing with bugs? Oh, I don't like bugs. And, and it's really a testament to my love and value and dedication to camp that I go every year <laughs> because I don't do insects. I don't. Mm. Um, I, but, I don't. It's a big player in your IG stories. Oh, mm. God, yeah. I almost had another meltdown last week. Did you see it? Did I see it? <laughs> <laughs> It's the oh, feel-good comedy of the year. Gosh, there's been years where there's been wasps outside my cabin, and I show up. Hey, the barn. Who, who, 
Kevin, somebody, <laughs> anybody, <laughs> anybody. Uh, Lauren, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having yes, me. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Whiteman. All right, thanks once again to Lauren Whiteman for being our guest here on the RylaCast. That was great. That was fantastic. I feel bad that I shouted out her Instagram, and it's private. Don't feel bad. Her IG's really good, though. Guys. It's so good. It's, you should, well, this is a plug to become her friend. Yeah, become her friend. And then you'll be able to see how fun what, it is. Yeah, make friendship a value for you. That oh, yeah, we, we almost got there, and, it, and then I pulled the ripcord at the very last <laughs> second. And now, with something to leave you with, we go to our correspondent, Josie. Well, thank you, Greg. Uh, yes, yeah, speaking of good culture, see what I did there? Uh, oh. Culture. Did you write that down? Uh, no, but I did write down culture. Okay, good. Um, is, a, is a combination of what you create and what you allow which I feel like ties very well with values. Mm. So, and I, I saw your inquisitive look there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what you create in terms of um, a persona of, you know, I know we've talked to a couple people um, about living out your true self and what you present to everyone. You know, you've got to be able to back it up. Mm-hmm. And so a, a culture, whether it's a work culture, um, you know, friends, what have you, um, what you create and what you allow could be different. Ideally, they're not different because if you create a culture that uh, promises or idealizes honesty, you know, mm-hmm. even a lie from someone within that group mm-hmm. should not be tolerated. So that idea I thought was, was interesting, um, which goes along with there's a difference between what we claim we value and what we actually do. Yes, absolutely. Yes, which I feel like is very important in this digital internet tube world we live in, that we can all sit behind a phone, behind a screen, behind microphones in a studio, and talk about what we claim we value. Uh But if we don't back it up with what we actually do, then what are we doing here? So there's actually a phrase online that I hate, but it makes me think of, and that is, are you familiar with the phrase of virtue signaling? I am not. Okay. That's the idea of like – and the people – I think that this gets tossed around in political senses and I don't want to get political. But, but that's something uh, that people are accused of often of saying, oh, you don't actually care. You're just virtue signaling. You want people to say, oh, he's so thoughtful. He's so nice. Uh. She's so whatever. Uh, you don't actually believe it. You're just out there saying, look at me. This is what I believe. Um, but that's something that I think is, is very interesting is that um, – and I think you're right. It's so much easier to say I value these things, like I value kindness. It is a lot harder to be kind. Yes. It's a lot harder to practice that mm-hmm. and to say I will be kind more than I will be successful or I will be kind more than I will be um, you know, happy in sometimes. You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or that from, for a short term. Uh, to me, I, I think you're exactly right. It's easy to, to have that disconnect between um, what you want to be your value or what you would prefer to be your values and what your values are actually are. Good job, Jesse. Well, thank you. Well, let me... Oh, we have more. Let me leave you with something <gasps> to uh, to tie this 
um, cake brownie together. Are I don't I'm, are brownies tied to? I, I don't know. To, I'm, like, I'm I'm on the straight road, and I'm like, you know what? What if we just veer off? Okay, let's that, go. That That's fine. Good. We're good. Um, Jerk the wheel. The speaking of values, are you familiar with what Rotary's five core values are? Of course I am, Josie. I'm the host of the RylaCast, and the R in Ryla stands for Rotary, and I definitely know what the Rotary five values. So, so then you know, R. you know that they are service, service, yep, fellowship, fellowship is the next one, diversity, diversity, uh huh, integrity, integrity, uh huh, yep, yep, and leadership, ship, ship. Yep, yep, leadership. Look at that. I nailed them. Uh, you yeah, I've, nailed them. Knew them off the top of my head, of course. Um, so that's that's what I'm going to leave you with are just words that uh, that are the the five core rotary values. You know, in addition to you know the motto "service above self," um, I I'll admit this to you, not to anyone else. Okay, hold on. I, let's go hold on, wait, before we do that. Let's go into our um, our isolation chamber. Okay. So we're just talking to each other. Hey, Josie. Hey. Okay. So what were you going to say? I did not know rotary had core values oh wow man that's that's i gotta admit that's very embarrassing because i definitely knew and did not google it as you were mentioning it okay well good well if this just stays between us that's great okay let's go back out to the main okay okay that's uh great i'm glad that we talked about um the 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 stuff the sports Mm -hmm. um so cool yeah that's what i'm gonna leave you with thank you josie and thank you for being (laughs) <laughs> a listener here on the RylaCast. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day uh, with us. Thanks once again to Lauren Whiteman, our outstanding guest uh, on this episode of the RylaCast. Uh, make sure you go to the website, which is Josie. Ryla5810alumni.org. Yay! did it! First time! Josie, yes. let's do it again next week. All right. We'll see you next time on the Ryla.